people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, greetings, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Kairos Moment on Active FM. It's great to be back with you again on this uh, Tuesday. I pray that you're doing well. Um, and I'm going to do another short series um, on a specific topic I've entitled Dealing with Discouragement. Dealing with Discouragement. It's an honor once again to be on Active FM and I appreciate the opportunity and the platform given to me uh, to give words of inspiration. My name is Pastor Jack Chirwa. I'm pastor of the Full Gospel Church of God in Johannesburg South, more specifically in Tafontaine. So yes, it's an honor and a privilege once again to be with you on this program. Let's all pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us, that we can uh, listen to your word, that we can be inspired through your word. Thank you, Father, that your word brings life and, and your word brings inspiration. And so I pray for every listener from whichever part of the world that might be listening. I pray, Father, that you will just uh, uh, inspire them and that you will speak to them. And this will be their Kairos moment, their opportune time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. I want to speak about dealing with, dis uh, dealing with discouragement. Uh, dealing with discouragement. Discouragement is, is a definition, the simplest definition I can give is losing the desire and motivation to continue doing something that brings purpose and satisfaction to one's life. Losing the desire and motivation to continue doing something that brings purpose and satisfaction to one's life. Um, the, the reality is discouragement is common to all. There is no human being on the planet that can say they've never been discouraged in their lives. Uh, all of us uh, get discouraged at one point or another. Uh, discouragement is universal. Uh, it's not confined to a specific country, a specific race. Um, a discouragement is not confined to the rich or the poor. Um, both kings and, 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 and paupers get discouraged. Uh, both the poor and the rich get discouraged. Um, uh, both Christians, uh, saints and sinners get discouraged. So it doesn't necessarily mean because you believe in God and you call yourself a Christian that you never get discouraged. Uh, we also get discouraged, but sinners also get discouraged. People that don't believe in God get discouraged. Perhaps the difference is the way that we deal with discouragement. Um, the way that a sinner would de deal with discouragement is different from the way that a Christian and a child of God would deal with discouragement. Um, so it's important for us to, to be on the same page with regard to that. None, none of us is immune to discouragement. Um, uh, and, 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 and what is important is the way that we deal with discouragement. Another fact about discouragement is that discouragement can be contagious. Um, if you are around someone that is deeply discouraged, um, uh, uh, and, and they can, they, they can discourage you, uh, depending on how you handle that person's, uh, uh, uh atmosphere of discouragement, you can end up yourself feeling discouraged. I mean, I, 
I've come across people that were highly discouraged, deeply discouraged, and and sooner or later, I left also feeling a bit down, feeling discouraged. Just just the fact that I hang around a person that was deeply discouraged. Um, um, so it's important for, for, for us to understand that discouragement can be contagious. Um, while discouragement may be universal, um, it is curable. Uh, it is possible to overcome discouragement. Uh, discouragement is not, is not something that is incurable. It's curable. We don't have to stay discouraged. We don't have to remain discouraged. Uh, if you are discouraged, you remember that you can overcome that, that feeling of discouragement. All of us go through discouragement, but we can all overcome feelings of discouragement in our lives. And we must never allow ourselves to believe that we are beyond hope of deliverance. Um, I don't know how far you've been discouraged. I don't know how long you've been discouraged. I don't know to what extent you've been discouraged. And maybe you are at a place in your life where you feel like, Man, I've been discouraged so long and I don't know what to do. I don't think that I will ever get out of this situation. I want you to know that you can get out of the place of discouragement. Um, and, and we're going to talk about a few steps as, as, I, as I go on um, in the next few weeks. We're going to uh, highlight a few steps in terms of how you can be helped and what you can do um, in order for you to be able to get out of a place of dis discouragement. Um, the Bible is full of examples of people that were at one time discouraged um, in their lives, in their purpose, in their destiny, in their ministry, in whatever they were doing in life. Um, at some point, they got discouraged. One example is that of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was on a mission to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. This mission was a mandate from God. It was God that put it on his heart. Nehemiah tells us that it was God that put it in his heart to take the long journey to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Um, he, he rallied the people together and told them what God had put in his heart and shared his vision with him. And soon the work was underway. In Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 tells us that they were half finished when discouragement showed up. They were half finished with the work when discouragement showed up and characters like Sanballat and Tobiah uh, showed up and, and they started to be a source of discouragement in the midst of the work. And uh, two things would have happened. Nehemiah would have given up together with his men and women that were helping him. Um, uh, but they chose not to give up. They chose to overcome discouragement. They chose to overcome uh, uh, the source of wherever the discouragement was coming from. They were able to overcome. I'm also reminded um, of another example in the word of God, uh, and that is, that is um, the example of Elijah the prophet. Um, and the story is taken from 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 18. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 18, the story of Elijah the prophet. Um, um, again, uh, when you read the story, I'm not going to read it because the passage is quite long and we don't really have that much time um, on this program. So I'm not going to read it, but please try and read it in your own time to get context. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 1 to 18. And just to give a bit of a background there, remember that Elijah was a great man of God. He was, a, he was an anointed prophet of God and 
He was used greatly by God to bring about revival in Israel. Uh, when Israel had drifted away from God and, and, and started serving uh, Baal, uh, the foreign God, and, 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 and uh, the people of God had, had turned their back on God, God raised up Elijah to bring a revival. If you remember the contest, contest between Elijah and the prophets of Baal and, and, and how that they, you know, uh, they built an altar, and and uh, and then they said that who whoever who who who's whoever is going to pray and 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 ask their God to bring fire on the altar, uh, that God is the true God. And so uh, you know, I'm just kind of paraphrasing and summarizing. Um, the the prophets of Baal started to pray from from sunrise to sunset, and they were trusting their God to bring fire upon the upon the sacrifice on the altar and um, they prayed and they cut themselves and Elijah mocked them and he said to them uh, you know maybe your God has gone on a, on a long trip and maybe you need to shout louder maybe your God is sleeping maybe you need to shout louder in order for him to wake up and hear you and so and so he continued he continued to mock them as they continued to call on their false God and right up to the evening, nothing happened. They did everything in their power and nothing happened and no fire came onto that sacrifice. And then when it was Elijah's turn, the Bible says he did something very, very unusual. And um, the Bible says that he poured water on the sacrifice. In fact, he dug a trench uh, around the sacrifice, dug a trench around the sacrifice, and then um, and then he 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 started to to pour water on the sacrifice. And the Bible says that the sacrifice, the animal that had been cut and laid on the on the on the altar, was so wet and soaking wet that uh, the water was dripping, and and the trench around the the altar was full of full of water. And uh, when he had, when he was done pouring water on the sacrifice, basically making it impossible for any fire to consume the sacrifice. Now, scientifically speaking, you know that 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 if water has been poured, so much water has been poured on the surface, um, you know, there's no way that fire is going to be able to burn there. And so he made it humanly impossible for any fire to be able to consume the sacrifice. And then he started to pray and he prayed a simple prayer. He called on the God of Israel and, and, and he said to God, uh, um, um, for the sake of your name and for the sake of your people, and he called on him to, to bring down fire from heaven. And the Bible says that the fire came down from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, um, consumed uh, uh, the stones on which the altar was standing, also consumed the water that was in the trench around the altar. Um, so basically everything was consumed. Everything was consumed. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, the whole of Israel turned back to God and and, and uh, the prophets of Baal, you know, we were punished for that. And, and, and uh, 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 you know, the whole nation basically turned back to God. But there was one person that wasn't too happy about this revival. There was one person that was, was unhappy about the fact that the nation had turned back to God. And this was Jezebel. Uh, Jezebel was the wife of Ahab, who was the king of Israel at the time. And so, and so you remember that, that uh, Jezebel was, was, 
was uh, one of the instigators of the worship of Baal, the foreign god. And so when Jezebel heard what had happened, um, instead of getting excited about this true god that brought fire down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice, Jezebel decided, I'm going to get hold of this Elijah. And he sent him a message. He didn't even, she didn't even go to Elijah in person. She sent him a message. And she sent a message to him saying, uh, by this time tomorrow, you know, I, I will, I will kill you. Basically, I will cut off your head. Um, 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 so, so, so Elijah got the message and he was on the run. The man of God who was so anointed, the man of God who was so great and who was, who was used by God mightily to bring fire down from heaven, a thing that had never happened in the history of, of, of the nation of Israel, a miracle that had never happened before, and the whole nation had turned to God. This man of God decided to run. This man of God decided to run for his life. Uh, the threat that came from from Jezebel was not was not a was not a threat that 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 was uh, was a, a physical threat. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, Jezebel didn't go to Elijah in person. Um, he didn't, and 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 so and so it was just a message that was sent to Elijah. But the man of God was so discouraged that he decided to be on the run, and he decided he was not. Uh, going to go back and he was so discouraged in the bible when you read the passage you know the bible tells us that he ended up in a desert um, he just wanted to die you know when god confronted him he even said to god you know um, all the prophets of god you know uh, i've been killed and i'm the only one left um, god said to him no you're not the only one left you know they are thousands uh, that are still out there that haven't been that are still alive that haven't bowed the knee uh, to the to the to the foreign god bow and so Elijah was so depressed and he was so discouraged and and he just wanted to die he said to God just take my life man there's no reason for me to live anymore there's no reason for me to be here to be alive take my life. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Uh, maybe, maybe you've been discouraged before. Uh, you've been discouraged in your career, in your pursuit of your career. You've been discouraged in, in, in ministry. You've been discouraged in, in the family circles. I don't know what has happened. And you've been so discouraged and down, feeling so down and you don't feel like you can move on anymore. And, and you just maybe feel like taking your life. Uh, because that's what discouragement can do. Discouragement can be can get you so down that you even get to the place where you feel like taking your own life. Um, and it's amazing how um, just from a moment of victory uh, and the next moment of his life, uh, the life of Elijah, he's at a place where he feels like dying. He's so discouraged. He just feels like, uh, you know, killing himself. And, 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 so, and so that is the reality of discouragement. Um, many times people, uh, uh, you know, can go through that level of discouragement where uh, it doesn't matter what season of victory they come coming from. Uh, they go through a season of discouragement and they are stuck there and they are struggling to get out. Now you notice, you notice that God does not condone discouragement. God did not even entertain Elijah. God did not even listen to him. Um, um, God did not even answer his prayer for him to die. 
he didn't he didn't you know um uh, god didn't didn't help him fulfill his desire to give up on life god didn't help him to fulfill his desire to give up on 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 serving god um and and that is the one key that i want us to identify right from the beginning that god will never condone our discouragement regardless of how discouraged we are god will never support us uh, in in being discouraged further because our god is a god of all encouragement scripture says our god is not a god of discouragement he's a god of all encouragement and so discouragement is the opposite of who god is discouragement is the opposite of the nature of god discouragement is the opposite of 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 the nature of the character of god the character of god is always being encouragement he's a god of encouragement and so when you read that passage uh, the story of 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 elijah and god himself you discover that 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 god just helped him move to the next place in his life and there was no room for him to be depressed or to be discouraged because that was not god's intention for his life god still had a plan for him and I, and I don't know who I'm speaking to right now but I want you to know that God still has a plan for your life regardless of how you feel God is not going to take you backwards God is going to take you forward Elijah didn't feel like going back but that's exactly what God did God took him back to where he stopped and God caused him to continue God didn't end his life God is not about to end your life. God is not about to end your dream. God is not about to end your career. God is not about to end your ministry. God is not about to end um, anything that you are pursuing, your dream, anything that you started pursuing, that you were convinced that this was God. God is not about to end it. Uh, God wants to take it further, regardless of how you feel right now, regardless of the feeling of discouragement that you might have right now. God wants to take that feeling further hallelujah hallelujah so do not be discouraged whatever it is that you've been through do not be discouraged um it's important for you to lift up your eyes uh according to psalm 121 the bible says i lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth hallelujah our help comes from God. Even in seasons of discouragement, our help comes from God. In seasons where we want to give up, our help comes from God. Your, the, your help might not come from man. In this case, the, the, Elijah's help didn't come from human beings. Um, uh, nobody was there with him. And you might be feeling like you are all alone like Elijah, stuck in the middle of a desert. Um, and there's no one around you to stand with you and encourage you. But I'm here to say to you that somebody there that is with you right there where you are uh, god almighty is where, there with you his presence is there with you uh, to lift you up to encourage you to take you to the next place in your in your destiny to take you to the next place in the season of your life and so remember 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 discouragement is not the nature of god encouragement has always been god's nature regardless of what presses us down uh, let's lift up our eyes to god and look to him 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end here for now, and I'm gonna just wanna pray for somebody that might be watching this program, uh, listening to the radio. Uh, I beg your pardon, uh, listening to this program. I, I pray for you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray and take authority over every spirit of discouragement. I command every spirit of discouragement to loose that person, that woman, that man, that boy, that girl that might be listening to this program right now. I pray, Father, that you would lift them up and encourage them, that you would take them to new levels and new heights in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for breakthrough in their lives. I pray that you will make a way for them where there seems to be no way, that you will encourage them and lift them up and, and cause that, 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 uh, that, that heavy a feeling of discouragement to lift off them right now, to lift off them right now in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this Active FM, the Kairos Moment program. Um, I'm going to be with you again next week, and we're going to be looking at some causes of discouragement. Please don't miss out. Um, I really feel that this is a re relevant topic, and um, and every now and again, I'll be using my own uh, practical examples of when I was discouraged in life, and I felt like giving up, and how God was able to come through for me. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, I don't wanna tie, I need a win it every time. They wanna connect, bet I know the reason why. I lost a couple friends, we gon' celebrate the lives. Every time, yeah, every, every time. If we pop up in your city, we gon' shut it down. I gotta rep the squad, even if I'm out of town. My circle extra small, yeah, we don't play around. You know how we do it every, every time. Every time, yeah, every, We are every not time. the same as a disconnect. Uh, These rappers buying chains with chains around their neck. Whoa. I do it for the people who got nothing left. And if I did it for the money, I would probably quit. <laughs> That's real, though. Lately, I've been feeling insecure. I want to make the music people can't ignore. And talking to God's feeling more like a chore. I can't go back to the way things were before Feel like I'm stuck here Running out of luck here Success equals love here But that don't mean too much, yeah Find a piece inside of me Self-fulfilling prophecy Until they see the guy to me Every time I don't wanna tie I need to win it every time They wanna connect Bet I know the reason why I lost a couple friends We gon' celebrate their lives Every time, yeah Every, every time If we pop up in your city We gon' shut it down Gotta rep the squad, even if I'm out of town. My circle extra small, yeah, we don't play around. You know how we do it every, every time. Every time, yeah, every, every time. I think about my childhood, it starts up in 89. Nickelodeon watching Double Dead with the slime. Town was so much simpler, wishing I could go back. But the future's now upon us, adapt, but you could get left back. And who do we make music for? All of y'all for sure. If you're listening to this song, that means we bout to tour. That means merch bout to be so proper. Rappers falling for these cheapo offers, that's beyond me. It's obvious we've been working, working. 
got the monkey wrench the game again on purpose boys are back in town just in time for service i wake up every morning knowing i don't deserve this i'm living out my dreams like i always knew i know it all these arenas i hope we hit barclays soon Oh Madison Square, you know when calling we there, be aware every time. I don't wanna tie, I need to win it every time. They wanna connect, bet I know the reason why. I lost a couple friends, we gon' celebrate their lives. Every time, yeah, every, every time. If we pop up in your city, we gon' shut it down. Gotta rep the squad, even if I'm out of town. My circle extra small, yeah, we don't play around. You know how we do it every, every time. Yo, you can hear, I'm not talking much of the joint because I want y'all to hear these dudes and these women that give me that straight menstrual heat. This right here is What's New, part two. And this right here is my girl, Ty Scott King. Joint's called Shine. And this is What's New.